Welcome to the Menopause Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Willis, author of Cookie Dough in the Dark and Vibrant Living with Tanya. Menopause is like going through puberty again. Your body is changing, your hormones are shifting, but instead of being a lost teenager, it's the perfect opportunity to reinvent your life and take stock of your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Gain wisdom, be empowered, and learn the strategic skills and the inner work that can be done simply so that the last half to third of your life is vibrant and amazing. Subscribe and share this podcast with your gal pals, and thank you for joining me. Hello, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about brain fog. Okay, so it is a very common complaint of women in perimenopause. So that can be any time between 35 to 55 in that range. Um, So I wanted to dive in and talk about it to see how we can help you out here. So two thirds of women cite brain fog as being one of the most frustrating perimenopausal symptoms, right? So like imagine your brain is like a squirrel, like searching for food right? Or it's like playing hide and seek. This is a better way of saying it. It's like playing hide and seek with your own thoughts, but with a mischievous twist. So like I've mentioned in a couple of episodes, um, you know, sometimes when we talk about hormones, we tend to shut down, we get overwhelmed. Oh my God, what can I do about them? So I like to keep these um, actionable items and a little funny and simple. So see if you can relate to this. You're trying to find your car keys, but your brain fog decides to hide them in the refrigerator instead. You open the fridge, confused and hungry, wondering how you ended up um, on this culinary treasure hunt, right? So, uh, you know, I definitely have done that where I've put, um, gosh, what did I do a long time ago? I remember like putting something that was supposed to be in the fridge in the cupboard. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that was funny. Um, Or imagine you're having a conversation, this can happen to me, and suddenly your brain fog hits the mute button. And you stand there desperately searching for the right words while your brain does its best impression to find a faulty translator, right? It's like a game of charades gone wrong. It's like, oh my gosh, what word was I looking for? Or maybe brain fog can also turn your memory into like a leaky bucket. You try to recall an important fact, but it slips through the holes in your mind like a slippery fish. It's frustrationally funny like a comedy show, but it's like, ah, you know what? I don't want these thoughts, um, you know, falling through this, this leaky bucket. So if you're over the age of 35 and you are, you know, luckily here's some good news, everybody. After when you get into post-menopause, things change. But if you're over 35 to not post-menopausal yet, it can feel like your brain is playing tricks on you. So you're not alone, right? Let's just see what we can do to help us during this time. So as I mentioned, uh, let's just dive into the postmenopausal part first. Let's just do some good news here because I wanted to, I've been studying just because I'm seeing older people having Alzheimer's and more mental cognition issues. And so I'm in my fifties and I'm going, okay, hmm, what can I do today to prevent 
myself from cognitive decline. Because remember, we're here to empower ourselves with our lifestyle choices. And so, um, you know, I was doing some research and it, it showed at the moment that I was research researching that while brain fog can be common during perimenopause and menopause. So perimenopause, if you go to episode number two, is um, up until uh, you stop your period and then there's a year that you don't have a period and then the 12th month anniversary is menopause. It's one day long. All right. And then you go into postmenopause. So in this postmenopausal stage, our hormones level stabilize again, and that can bring relief to brain fog, right? So it's like a foggy morning gradually giving way to a bright, clear day. And we can again move forward feeling more sharp and focused again. And again, I wanted to see if there was any connection to Alzheimer's, right? And so doing my research, it says it's important to note that experiencing brain fog during menopause does not automatically mean you'll develop Alzheimer's later on. So that's a bonus. And brain fog is a temporary cognitive issue, whereas Alzheimer's is a progressive neurological disease. And I do know um, that Alzheimer's is dubbed um, diabetes 3. And we can, you know, slow or stunt this progressive neurological disease by what we choose to put in our mouth today. All right. So it really is important that we take care of our brain health. So let's let's, um, you know, engage in some mentally stimulating activities. Let's maintain a healthy lifestyle, stay socially active and, you know, make sure we're having that menopausal plate and the menopausal movement, and this will contribute to a sharp mind, as well as laughter. <laughs> Alrighty, so we really, um, that's good news. The good news is just because you have brain fog doesn't mean you're going to get Alzheimer's, but there's also good news that we can right now start to, um, you know, look at our lifestyle and make sure we're going in the direction of having proper brain health. All right, so what happens to our hormones to cause brain fog? Right. And what can we do about lessening brain fog? Um, so this hormonal roller coaster that starts to happen around 35, you may not notice it until maybe you're in your late 40s or because I can definitely tell you I had kids at 32, 33. And, you know, so you're hormonal during that time. And then I I I was so busy and stressed and was still dealing with my emotional eating issues and overconsumption of sugar. And so I had a lot thrown at me um, and I was definitely stressed. And this is when I was like, I can't even deal with hormones. It's too complicated. Um, you know, I'm raising kids and all the rest of it. So I kind of put it on the back burner, but it was in my forties when I was still really super busy, but I was also really, you know, ready for the next level of looking at my health. So, and really starting to take a deeper look into my hormones and how I could help them. So, you know, during perimenopause and this menopausal year, our hormones go wild. We know that. And, you know, as always, there's like 20% of the population that gets really hit hard with certain things, 20% feel nothing. And then the middle 60% kind of have some things not so bad. So maybe you have brain fog, maybe you don't right? Maybe you have night sweats, maybe you don't. So, you know, it doesn't, there's, there's not like things are going to happen, um, but they can happen. So during this hormonal wild, wild 
wild ride. Um, estrogen and progesterone are like this du dynamic duo responsible for keeping things in balance. And they decide to play hide and seek. One moment they're up, the next moment they're down, and this leaves your brain feeling like it's on a wonky trampoline and that we're bouncing all over the place. So imagine estrogen as this superstar acrobat doing all sorts of incredible flips and twists. But then out of nowhere, it decides to take a break, leaving your brain feeling like a sleepy sloth and you are just like swapping your activity for a couch potato. Okay, so that's kind of like, think of that for estrogen. And then meanwhile, progesterone is our calming and soothing hormone. And all of a sudden, it just decides to go on vacation without telling you. So your brain is left to deal with chaos without its trusty calming sidekick progesterone. And it's like a superhero in a movie. Um, it's like a superhero movie without the hero. And it leaves your brain feeling like a damsel in distress. And this is where anxiety really kicks in. And I can absolutely tell you that I did have periods of anxiety, periods of unhappiness. I remember telling my husband, like, what's the matter with me? I, I just feel like I have a great life, but I'm so unhappy. And I'm just, I, 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 I just, I don't feel like myself. Right. And so I just remember um, just feeling like I just want to be in bed. I, I just don't even want to get out of bed. Right. And so it's it's different for everybody, but it can cause some sleep deprivation. It can cause forgetfulness. I definitely was a little more moody. So you kind of have to look at how you were before 35 or before 40 and just kind of feel, do you feel any different? Like, are you forgetting things? Are you forgetting your words? Are you talking mid-sentence and then can't remember what you're going to say? Is it affecting your sleep? Um, are you more forgetful? Are you having you know, these mood experiences. So um, just pay attention. I think that's the biggest thing. Awareness cures. And that's definitely over the age of 35, I definitely beca began to become more deeply aware of myself, which has benefited me greatly um, in my 50s thus far. So that's kind of like um, what is going on? So when these, when this estrogen and progesterone are all over the place, it can result in, in, in brain fog, which is like a cloud of confusion that follows you around, making it harder to concentrate, remember things and generally fear not. But like I said, this hormone circus eventually settles down and your brain can find its balance again. So hang in there. But don't just throw up your arms thinking there's nothing you can do about it because I'm going to give you a couple of solutions here of what you can do. All right. So I was speaking with one of my friends and she was chatting with her um, nurse who happens to be a hormone expert and really said, you know, this is a great time to take magnesium, which will help. And also to look at your um, vitamin B's. So are you getting your B vitamins? There's lots of them into your diet and you may have to supplement here. And then as I've mentioned a few other times, I'm not a fan of multivitamins because they're synthetic factory made. I have been taking Juice Plus for the last um, eight years. And depending on when you're listening to this podcast, I could be longer, but I love Juice Plus because it's whole food nutrition. And so it basically has all of the nutrition 
in the food. So they take like spinach and broccoli and there's 30 different fruits and vegetables. They mix together and they put it in a capsule. And I have been taking that and I have found that it really helped to calm me down. Now that's my experience, but it definitely helped to calm me down. So um, you may need some nutrient density in your diet. And even though I was a healthy eater, I was definitely not getting the nutrients that I needed. Um, and her friend, the nurse hormone experts, uh, Debbie is her name, also said that, um, you know, you really need to take better care of yourself in this, this phase of life, which is very true. So if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, we all cycle, whether you're menstruating or non-menstruating, you can, if you're postmenopausal, you can line yourself up with the lunar cycle, but we're always in a cycle. And when you learn to pay attention um, and you eat and move and think according to the cycle, it really helps and it can help with your sleep and it can help with how you feel and have energy during the day. And it can also minimize the brain fog that you are feeling. Okay. So, um, what are a couple of other things you can do? Oh, one of the things I did want to mention is definitely had that tired but wired feeling. Did anybody have, does, has anybody experienced that? You're absolutely exhausted and you put your head down on the pillow and your mind starts going a mile a minute and you just cannot calm down. You're tossing and turning. Um, I remember at these times I would eventually just get out of bed, write everything that was in my head. I'd have a couple of a cup of herbal tea and write down all the stuff that was in my head. And sometimes I would just read, go and read something. Uh, and sometimes I ended up being up all night. Sometimes I would fall back to bed. But one thing I did decide was I remember that I wasn't going to get frustrated about not sleeping uh, because I found that made it worse. So if there was a period of time when it ebbed and flowed, but I could not sleep. And at the beginning, I was getting like, I can't get to sleep. I died, blah, 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 blah. And then I just realized, okay, for some reason, I'm just not supposed to be asleep right now. I get up, make myself a cup of tea, get these thoughts out of my head, um, read a book, do something. And I would just allow myself to be in that moment. And it was frustrating though, because as we all know, like sleep affects our energy the next day. It can affect our food choices the next day. It can affect how we sleep. So you can get on a vicious roller coaster. And that's one reason why I actually am now a sleep coach uh, because sleep is so important. So if you're not getting proper sleep, it's definitely something to look at. And I, not that this is a sleep podcast, but I have definitely, I'll do one, uh, made changes to my sleep. And all I'll tell you in this podcast is just remember when you had an infant, you didn't play in the park and then come home and put them to bed. There was a routine, a downtime, a bedtime routine, and it's the same for adults, right? So many of us think we can just turn off our computers and go to bed or watch TV and go to bed. And for some of us that may work, but for many of us, um, it interferes with our sleep. So I will do a podcast on that later. But um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's just tap back into here because I want to finish up this point. But there's two theories on where brain fog comes from before we go back into some more lifestyle changes. But one, again, is those hormone uh, imbalances that are happening or those hormonal changes. And we touched upon this with understanding a little bit about estrogen and progesterone. 
but also understand that your ovaries no longer produce the same consistent levels of estrogen and progesterone that are and that they used that they used to and the brain is less responsive to the hormones your ovaries do still produce all right so your ovaries are starting to shut down in their production of estrogen and progesterone and then they from what i understand it kicks into your adrenals I'll save that for another conversation because there's a lot to talk about there. So this is why, again, you really need self-love and self-care and to be supporting your adrenals earlier in your life because your hormone production is going to switch over to your adrenals. Um, and then with this brain fog, right, you're also getting these mood swings, anxiety, depression, depression, chronic overwhelm, and poor sleep, which can all lead to this mental fuzziness. All right. I had a lot of mood swings. I, I really did. A lot of irritability, um, some sadness, definitely parts of overwhelm. And um, like I said, then you just have to break it down and tackle one piece at a time. All righty. So let's jump into some actionable items. All right. So first of all, like I said, it's really good to be aware of how you were and how you are and just how your current um, state of mind is. And also, how is sleep affecting you? How is your diet affecting you? How is movement affecting you? And to really just take some time to explore this beautiful body and mind that you're in. And then if you do notice changes, you can actually have some, uh, you know, some concrete evidence to take to your doctor uh, should you need to speak with them. And you'll also realize what is normal and abnormal for you because we're all unique. We all have unique experiences. All right. And then the, the, the one I really love is lifestyle changes because you've heard me talk about this so often is that we are our habits, right? So um, during this time, I have a health team that I work with. I have a doctor. I have like a naturopath. I have a reflexology. I have massage. I have my roller. I have my diet. I have my exercise. A lot of people have me as part of their healthcare team. And it's to get this rounded picture of where you are. And each person can give you really valuable information. And so if you go to your naturopath, for example, they can do some hormone level testing, right? Um, they could recommend some supplements that might be beneficial during this time. Um, you can go and see um, an acupuncturist, right? Which will help increase blood flow and brain function and perhaps relieve many of the symptoms associated with perimenopause. Uh, you can join my Vibrant Living membership where you are surrounded by women in community and connection. And we're working on our lifestyle. We're working on the physical, the mental, the emotional with support and accountability and guidance. So there's all sorts of help. You do not need to go through this alone. Um, and into this diet and lifestyle is, again, this sleep and this exercise, this diet and lifestyle control so much of what you're feeling during this time and beyond. So it's really important at this stage to look at your menopausal plate. What is your diet like? And I can tell you, I have changed my, how I eat. Um, I can, I am choosing 
to eat better things to support my brain health than I was even three years ago. So my diet is constantly changing and upgrading, not drastically, but just simply as I learn more information. Um, you know, I definitely take my juice plus omegas. I take a krill oil that my beautiful friend Kathy has as a company. I will put the links below. I absolutely, for the last 10 years, have been doing green smoothies and getting more greens into my diet. So important. Uh, I drink enough water. So in my membership, every once in a while, we'll do water challenge just to make sure that we're all drinking the amount of water that we need. Um, I'm not really too much into caffeine, but check your caffeine because that can affect your sleep. And alcohol, I have definitely decreased the amount of alcohol that I drank in my 30s and even my 40s. So, and I still drink, I still enjoy it. Some people choose not to drink and that's great. Um, it's, but it's whatever works for you. And that's the important part. And if you feel that alcohol is affecting your sleep or contributing to your anxiety or causing other issues in your life, maybe have a look at, and we've done some podcasts about this. One of them actually is with Kathy. I don't have the number up in front of me, uh, but we do talk about drinking. Um, so making sure you have enough water, check your caffeine, check your alcohol, um, because we really want to make sure at the end of the day that we're getting enough water, adequate hydration, because it's vital for the brain to function properly. And I have to tell you this, that most people are dehydrated and they're not getting enough water. So really important to make sure you're getting this water. And as a side note, there's all different types of water. I'm going to do a podcast episode on that, but rolling really helps hydrate your tissues. So this is another reason I have a podcast on rolling. Um, it, it helps, like you have dry areas in your body that are spongy, that are, sorry, that are hard, that don't get hydration. So the more you roll or dry brush or both, like I do, you begin to hydrate your tissues and cells differently. All right. So if you're drinking a lot of water and you're not finding that it's hydrating you properly, then it's maybe time to work on your fascia and your lymphatic system. Um, another lifestyle thing that is really important to help with your brain fog is like, when was the last time you broke a sweat from exercise, right? Like really sweat it out. So again, in my Vibrant Living membership, we do all sorts of classes. We did a beautiful sciatic release class yesterday on the roller and then tomorrow we're going to do strong arms. And then Saturday, we're going to do like a full body workout, just more intense. So we have this huge variety in our workouts because exercise automatically boosts the feel good brain chemicals like serotonin and helps to regulate both mood and cognitive function. Exercise is the magic pill. It's one of the magic pills. And if you're not moving your body, I highly suggest I'm a personal trainer. Uh, you can connect with me or I have live classes every week or a whole slew of recorded classes. It is important and imperative that you move your body. Um, and then with along with moving your body is you also want that balance towards the end of your so just before you're going to get your period that week before you get your period is the perfect time to nurture yourself for self-care to add in some pilates some yoga some walks in nature and maybe some workouts with some lighter weights 
So instead of looking at your week as a um, weekly workout, like you fit in a stretching session and a hit session and a muscle session, really trying to time that towards your cycle will really help. All right. Uh, meditation is also going to help just quiet the thoughts in your head. And then finally, I've you know been kind of talking about this, but how much sleep are you getting? And is it good quality sleep? Are you waking up during the night? There's definitely times during the night that you can Google that if you're waking up, it'll show you that you're, um, you know, detoxing your liver or your kidneys. And then you can start to be like, okay, I need to work on my liver health or my kidney health. So again, these are all tangents off, but all of these things will help you to quiet that brain fog that you may be feeling. And just take some time to have perspective. Take some time to breathe and to forgive ourselves and know that this is temporary, right? Even though perimenopause can last for a long time, can last 10 to 15 years, uh, maybe less for some people, but just understand that there's that your hormones are just fluctuating and that that's causing you to have these forgetful moments. And then as we move into postmenopause, that that brain fog will clear up. But during your perimenopausal years, you have such an amazing opportunity to really nurture your brain, your hormones, your body, your mind, your spirit um, to, you know, lessen your chances of diabetes, three, Alzheimer's and other cognitive issues. All right. So that is brain fog today. That was a lot of information. Take what you need, leave the rest. And if you find that you know some people with brain fog, I would love for you to share my podcast, rate and review my podcast. If 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 you don't share it, it doesn't go anywhere. The algorithms just work against small business owners. Um you know, I, I don't throw a lot of money into, uh, you know, boosting my posts, etc. cetera, uh, just because a lot of it's actually wasted. But um, so I ask you from my heart to please share this podcast uh, with any women in your life that are going over the age of 35, uh, postmenopausal women, because we still need to care for ourselves. And, you know, if this resonates with you and you'd like to chat more, I'm always available to chat and I have beautiful programs that will help you and support you. So have a lovely day, ladies, healthy hugs, and I'll see you in the next video. Actually, you'll hear from me in the next podcast. <laughs> Bye. Oh, if you're still listening after all that, I just wanted to pop in here because there's one other strategy that I wanted to share with you. And that is how fasting can help with brain fog, right? And so one of the things we've been doing in my program lately is really doing a deeper, more intentional dive into fasting. And I've done many episodes, so just check those out. But when you fast, which means not eating between your last bite to your first bite of food, your body starts to look for alternative sources of energy. And it turns to those pes pesky stored fats, which is one of the fasts we're doing right now called release the stored sugars. And as it does this, it also clears out some of the gunk and toxins that might be clogging up your brain. So think of fasting as a housekeeping party for your brain. It's like your brain puts on a cute little apron and starts sweeping away the brain fog dust bunnies, revealing the shiny and sharp thoughts underneath, 
right? So you don't have to fast forever. You don't even have to fast for a long time. But when you give your body a break from constantly munching, I just see too many of us snacking too much. I have a great two-day um, webinar on how to, like two-part webinar on how to stop snacking so much. But it will give your brain the boost that it needs. All right. So I just wanted to pop in here at the end to say that fasting really will help support your brain health now and in the future. Alrighty.